Welcome to FitChix Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educate and empower women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by FitChix Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. If you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for any of our upcoming certifications that you can read more about at FitChixAcademy.com. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And on today's episode, we are talking about carbs. Yum. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought this was a really good topic to talk about because I know that um, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, I've talked about how like every single decade it seems as if one of the macronutrients becomes like the superstar and one becomes like the devil the villain yeah (laughs) so then it's like right now it's like fat is like the superstar and everyone's like more and more and more fats and then carbs are like this big no-no devil kind of like stay away from them at all costs whereas like last the decade before it was like protein was the superstar and then you know kind of carbs were getting their bad rap but still it was fat right and then before that it was carbs were the superstar and fat was the thing that was like it's really just a cycle it's like a cycle it just like cycles between all of them i'm sure next decade it'll go back to like carbs being like the best I hope, I hope that's, (laughs) but it's just, it's so, I'm just joking, (laughs) but the thing I find so interesting, it's just, it really is, it's, especially when you're first getting into this industry, like, you know, with our students at Vitrix Academy, there's so many questions around like, is this right? Or is this wrong? And Mm -hmm. nutrition is not black and white, right? There is not a 100% like clear answer that you could give everyone or else everyone would be eating the exact same diet. Everyone would be thriving off of the exact same foods. Everyone would be, you know, no one would have an obesity problem. Like, so there are of course certain things that you want to kind of abide by, but Mm -hmm. every single person is completely different. Like I just recorded, um, you know, part of our, our certification is that we have to do Fitchix University, which is ongoing education every year to make sure our coaches are still, you know, up to date, involved in their craft. And I was talking a lot about IBS, so irritable bowel syndrome in this training course. And it's just so fascinating because, you know, we want to label certain foods as like, quote unquote, good. Yeah. So things like blackberries or things like um, broccoli or you know, certain types of fibers. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And those foods are also really high in something that's called FODMAPs, which for someone with IBS can be super irritable. So does that Mm -hmm. make that a good food or a bad food? You know what I mean? Like there's, so I always encourage you guys to really open your mind and use your own bodies, of course, first as like a testing ground, but just know there is nothing that's labeled as good and bad, right or wrong. Um, You know, there are guiding principles, of course, but yeah, no, I think it, it really does have to be, it's individualized. And when you treat it individualized for yourself, as well as for your clients, that's where you get more success too, because now all of a sudden you really are focusing on, instead of it being the food itself as good or bad, it's focusing on like how your body reacts to those foods is more important than it's almost like it's more important than the thing itself. It's how you are actually feeling and how your body's digesting it and going, you know what I mean? How it's absorbing and all of those things are more important than 
almost more important than what it actually is. Well, and the other thing too, I always think is that it really depends on what point your client is at or you're at, right? So if you're somebody who has never focused on nutrition your whole life, you've always eaten a really highly refined diet. And then you're kind of at a place where you're deciding that you're going to make this shift, right? Yeah. You're probably going to not be as insulin sensitive. You're probably going to have some resistance. Carbs are going to probably affect you. You know what I mean? A lot more than someone, for example, who has already been eating like a real whole food diet or who's super athletic already and carries more muscle mass. They process carbs and are probably less sensitive to carbs. Or Mm -hmm. if you're somebody who we talk about this in our program, like if you're somebody who's an ectomorph, which is like the type of body type that you're usually taller and thinner, you have a hard time gaining weight, whether it be muscle mass or whether it be um, fat, like literally they're those people that you're like, how can you eat so much and you never gain weight? Mm -hmm. Right? Like that's a certain type of body type. They usually can handle carbs a lot better than somebody who's like an endomorph who is naturally carries more fat and can build more muscle quickly. So they're, you know, heavier, like Oprah is an endomorph, right? They naturally are, you know, the people we would call more bigger bones. So it really depends on the person to where they're starting at. So what we're going to talk about today is a concept just, um, it's called net carbs. Now, the reason we're talking about this today is because I get asked this question a lot, especially with fat being like the superstar diet right now, you know, a lot of the diets around like things like keto and then carbs being like staying away from all carbs. We're all looking for these gray areas, right? And one of the questions is like, I've heard about net carbs. Mm Mm-hmm. How are they different than regular carbs? So that's what we want to talk about today. So, and I think, I think it's a really important topic too, because you see it, like a lot of companies are using it as a marketing tool now, right? Like, so you see on protein bars or protein shakes, or even like pasta dishes and stuff like that, like any of those pre-made foods or anything that's anything that comes in a package. Oftentimes now you will see like a little banner that says net carbs, Right. And it's like, they're basically, it's almost like, again, when you think about like the cycle, it's almost like the same thing as like the cycle previously, that would be like talking about low fat, right? Like everything was like low fat, low fat, low fat, or fat free. And now it's like net carb, net carb, net carb. So it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of just always replacing it's, it's a marketing message. that just is replacing one another that depending on the, the topic of choice. I also think for if you're a coach, I think it's something that, you know, your clients are going to be asking you about, mm-hmm. right? If they're seeing this on packaging or they're hearing, well, what does that mean? These carbs don't really like affect me as much or whatever it is. Because again, everyone's looking for the loophole, right? Oh, 1000%. Loophole. So <clears throat> 1000% they're like, what? Okay. Net carbs, net carbs are okay for me to have. So I can have this chocolate bar because it only has a low net carb. So that means therefore it's good for me. No, it just means it just absorbs differently. So I guess, yeah, let's go into like, what are net carbs and yeah. So, okay. So net carbs are really, they're just simply, they refer to the carbs that are actually absorbed by our body. Mm -hmm. So not all carbs are like created equal. Because fiber, when we actually eat fiber, our body does not absorb that. 
So like there's soluble fiber, which is like more of the jelly softer, you know, when you think about something like psyllium husk or like chia seeds, when they get jellyish, that's more of like a soluble type fiber. And that helps things move along through your digestive tract. Right. Right. And, and it slows down digestion. So when we eat something, instead of our blood sugar spiking right away, when it has no fiber in those carbohydrates, so let's say you eat white bread and your blood sugar spikes, you're going to have a totally different reaction than if you had a high fiber bread that had, let's say like five to 10 grams of fiber in a slice, because there's that fiber in there, it slows down the rate of digestion, which slows down how quickly your body absorbs it. So that's why too, it helps to keep blood sugar stable. Mm -hmm. So that's why we always talk a lot about making sure you're getting enough fiber, right? So our body does not digest that, which means it doesn't add calories to our body. So when we see on, um, on a label that there's something, let's say you're having like oatmeal and you see that there is 30 grams of carbohydrates in that, that portion of oatmeal, mm -hmm. but there's 10 grams of fiber. The net carbs are the carbs that your body is actually going to absorb. So what you're going to do is you're going to take that 30 grams minus the 10 grams of fiber. And that's going to be the amount of carbs your body actually will absorb. Exactly. Yeah. So basically the calculation is, um, net carbs, um, so it's total carbohydrates minus fiber equals your net carbs. Yeah. So that's kind of like a really simple way, you know, and to encourage your clients, because if you're seeing your clients, especially, and this is when we're looking at whole foods. Okay. We're going to talk about processed foods in a moment, but when we're looking at whole foods, that's the way that the calculation is net carbs equals total carbs minus fiber. So if your client is looking at something like oatmeal, which is a real whole food, right, but it is a higher carbohydrate food. So if you're on a keto diet or something like that, you're going to want to avoid it. But if you're, if they're saying, well, it's 30 grams for this, or I could have 30 grams from like a chocolate bar or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, well, actually though, 10 grams of that fiber is uh, 10 grams of that carbohydrate is actually also from fiber, which has all these other benefits, including keeping your blood sugar stable, you know, all the things that we teach in our holistic nutrition, weight loss coach certification, but it also has less impact. You're not going to absorb all those carbs. So you're only actually absorbing 20 grams of carbohydrate. So if someone's tracking like macros too, this mm -hmm. is where you can, um, some people track on th their total carbohydrate intake minus their fiber. Right. So that they're just focusing on the net carb. Yeah. So that's for the real whole foods. Now, this is where the marketers, like Amanda was saying, yeah. like to get involved because processed foods are a bit different. So when it comes to processed foods, we still want to subtract the fiber. And now we're seeing a lot of... Um, a lot of protein bars and a lot of bars and a lot of cookies and all these processed foods that are made with um, inulin and different blends of these fibers um, that are naturally occurring, mm -hmm. but basically they're still man made. Like they're not like, Oh, I'm eating oatmeal and oatmeal just naturally has fiber. It's like, I'm creating this, this fiber blend. Like if you look at, let's say like a quest bar and a quest bar is like 30 grams of carbs and then like 19 grams of fiber. Mm hmm but it's like, but it's, it's not naturally occurring. Like, it's not like, it's not like oatmeal because it's not, it's not something that's meant to be there. Like, it's not just like oatmeal is just like it's oats. Like it's like this one food when yeah. you think of it as a quest bar. And that's where I think too, I know that we're not really talking about this, but that's where I think that gets the whole idea of when we were talking earlier about like, you know, all of a sudden you see net carbs and you think, Oh, it's going to be good for me. People also have this assumption that it's like, okay, well, as long as the carbohydrates are fine, it's okay for me to eat it, but it's also the quality of the food you have to be thinking about. We do talk about this in our courses a lot, but it's like, 
yes, the quantity might work for like, if it fits in my macros kind of thing, but it's the quality of the food that you're putting into you as well. The other thing that's really strange is how so many, it's strange to me is all of these sugar alcohols that are put in, which to me is just like, when I see sugar alcohols on things, I feel like it's like a huge red flag because I'm like, I don't really know what it is. I don't really know if I want it in my body. And it usually makes me have explosive um, like diarrhea. Well, <laughs> like it usually is, upsets my stomach. Sorry, yeah. guys. I was like TMI, but it's true. It's no, like, but not it's, good for you. But this, <laughs> this is what, this is where there's a lot of debate about sugar alcohols too. So, yeah. so when we're looking at like the processed foods, then the, the calculation for net carbs is net carbs equals total carbs minus fiber minus those sugar alcohols. Yeah. Now, the reason it's minus the sugar alcohols is because those sugar alcohols don't, well, have been shown to not have an impact on blood sugar. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment because there's a lot of other research around this that's starting to come out around mm-hmm. their impact in different ways, though, that are, are really like not good. So sugar alcohols too, like they come from natural sources. A lot of them are from plants, like fruits and vegetables and things like that. For sure. They're something that like, because they're a concentrated form too, for a lot of people, they cause a lot of gas, Mm -hmm. a lot of stomach disruption, which is why usually like when you see it on like a bar or something, most people can only handle that bar. Or if you get like the sugar-free candy and you eat a bunch of it, you're like, Oh, don't even try it. You have the worst gas ever. You're so blown in fetal position. Just like, like, or even that, you know, like that whole craze of that when halo ice cream came out and like, everybody was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my God. And I was like, okay, well, I gotta try. I don't even really like ice cream, but I was like, I gotta try it because everyone's telling me how great it is. And like all these marketers are telling me how amazing it is and how it's low calorie, low carb. I was like, I'm gonna just try it. I ate like maybe six spoons of it. It didn't taste very good to me personally. And I was so sick afterwards. I was just like, Oh my gosh. But everyone's body is so different though. Right. Cause my husband ate it and he was like, okay. Well, and this is what's fascinating too, is like, even as mentioning, I was doing that Fitchick's university course on IBS mm-hmm. and sugar alcohols are considered as a FODMAP, which again, a FODMAP is a category of carbohydrates that really irritate people with IBS. So if you have IBS, usually what you do is you follow what's called a low FODMAP diet. You cut out those specific foods for a period of time. You re-add them in to see which categories are bothering you because everyone's so different. Mm-hmm. So some people like polyols, which is sugar alcohols is the P in FODMAPs. Some people have crazy reactions to them. Yeah. So like Amanda, she's more sensitive to them. So that's something for sure. Whereas other people, they might not have that, you know, gut wrenching, cramping, diarrhea, yeah. farting reaction, but they might have another reaction, but this is the way the marketers get away with it. Right. So when they're, when you're looking at, let's say like a protein bar mm-hmm. or that ice cream that says like, okay, this is, you know, an ice cream and the total carbs are like three grams per serving. How is that possible? Mm -hmm. Actually dial in more. You'll see they've usually added some sort of a fiber blend and then it's sweetened with sugar alcohols, which those two things can also be very disruptive to the gut. 1000%. So like I said, I just know for me, it's like, it's pretty much like a no-go as soon as I see any kind of sugar alcohols or anything like that, because I'm like, Mm, I don't really feel like rolling the dice. (laughs) I don't really want to do it today because I know it's just, it doesn't react well for me. So it's not worth the like lower carb intake to have something that's going to disrupt my body in such a negative way. 
So it's really, it's like, it's almost like weighing out the options and I'm like, man, not worth it. Yeah. And that's why we always teach this as the idea of like, you know, let's look at it first of how, excuse me, like how you can encourage your clients or how you can encourage yourself. Like, why is this, why is understanding net carbs important other than if you're counting carbs? Well, I think it's really important because I'm such a huge, like, fiber pusher. <laughs> I love fiber. Like if you like our complete in three rule at Fit Chicks is every meal is based around protein, fiber, and healthy fats. Yeah. So it's because the reason we say fiber instead of saying carbohydrates is because we want to focus on a high fiber, low glycemic, so low impact on blood sugar carbohydrate because there's so many benefits. It fills you up quicker in your meal. It balances blood sugar for the long term. It keeps you from snacking all day long. Like people mm-hmm. are like, I can't lose weight because I'm hungry all the time. It's only because your hormones are out of balance because you're eating the wrong foods probably at the wrong times, right? Yeah. So once you start to balance your meals and balance this out, it changes the game in so many ways. So I think it's really, when we understand that carbs, it allows your clients to really become aware, first of all, of their fiber intake because they're going to be focusing more on how much fiber am I getting throughout the day, mm-hmm. Right. If you're actually looking at that fiber line on your oatmeal or looking at that fiber line. And again, first of all, starting with real whole foods, but looking at that like, oh, wow. OK, so, yeah, I'm having this or even let's say they are going to eat a more processed food, let's say like a, a pasta. Well, is there a higher fiber pasta that I could have? Right. Like it brings totally. that into their awareness more. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. And like. And helping your clients understand just even what this all means and like, okay, if you're going to eat a processed food and it says net carbs, it's like helping them just to understand it. Cause when people are educated on it, then they can make better decisions. They also feel more confident in their decisions in the grocery store, in the kitchen. They're going to feel like they're more empowered in that way. And when people feel empowered, they usually make better choices, but it'll help them to kind of like, not be just standing there going like, what does this all mean? Oh, you know what? It probably is good for me because it has this little banner on it, right? Because that's what often, that's what marketers do. They're there to like help you. They're there to sell something regardless of if it really is good for you or not. So all of a sudden now you're giving people a, like you're giving your clients an extra tool and extra confidence to be able to make better decisions for themselves when you're not around or when you're not developing that meal plan that they're following to a T. Well, and that's where too, I think, you know, it's like nutrition is such a fascinating world to me because number one, there's so much money to be made, right? So like anytime people see the opportunity, like, you know, keto diet, let's say, right? Like the real true keto diet, and I've talked about this a gazillion times, was developed to help with neurological issues. So it was really shown to have a positive effect on people with epilepsy to reduce seizures by cutting out all the carbohydrates, by getting a ton of healthy fats, which helped with brain health and repair, um, and then having a medium amount of protein, right? So like for that specific group, so if you, let's say too, if you were doing the really natural keto diet, but now the food marketers are like, wait a second, people love this keto idea. So let's make keto ice cream. Let's make keto. So before you know it, most people are not actually following a real keto diet. They're filling their day full of processed foods that are keto friendly. Mm -hmm. They're not nourishing their body the way they have to. They have disordered patterns because they're so like, this is a good food. This is a bad food. If they eat off and they're out of ketosis or they don't pee on the strip and it turns the color, they're freaking out. So it's like, there's ways that you can become a fat burner 
like go from being a sugar burner to a fat burner without doing keto. And I'm not knocking the keto diet. So all my keto people, please do not come at me <laughs> because I love the keto diet. Like I do love it, but I don't love all of the way the marketers turn it into this whole, like it's a gazillion dollar industry. It's any, yeah, it's any of those diets. Like think about back in the day when I did the Atkins style, like diet Oh yeah, way back in the day when that was like a big thing. And I did that. And I used to go to health food stores and I would buy those fake buns. Do you remember those when I was living with Marlo and I used to buy, and it was this box of buns. It was like $20 or something ridiculous for like six little buns. And they were like, they literally tasted like sponges. They were yep. so bad, but on the outside of the box it said Atkins approved. So I was like, I got to eat these because I'm trying to eat no. And I was like, I, I remember I was like super unhealthy. I was like eating so much pro- because, because it had the stamp of approval on it. I was eating it and it was just like, I was eating all the sugar-free stuff, all this Atkins approved stuff. And I was like the most unhealthy probably that I've ever been because I was eating so much processed junk and putting so many chemicals into my body that were like not meant to be there. So even though I was like really lean, I wasn't healthy. So it's like, it's really understanding that marketers will do really pretty much anything. They'll say anything and they'll jump on every trend possible because they know that like they're going to capitalize on it. A hundred percent. And that's why I think it's so important, especially understanding those two different calculations of like whole foods versus the foods for the net carbs that will have an impact on your body. Now I do want to talk about the processed ones a little bit more, but first like knowing those two calculations for your clients, Mm -hmm. even just to bring it into their awareness that like, you know, still, we're always still first looking for the highest quality of foods Mm -hmm. before we look at anything else. Like we have kind of a hierarchy of the way that we look at things at Fitchix Academy. And number one is always the quality before you worry about anything else. Can we just get some more real whole foods into our life? Yeah. Then we move to quantity. The one, the one named food. Yeah. Then we move to quantity. (laughs) Then we move to, you know what I mean? And again, like if I'm eating an apple or my clients eating an apple, I'm not going to be so worried about their net carbs and all of that stuff. But if they do want to know that they could actually, you know, and it's available on any, like if you punch it into my fitness pal, um, because the thing with natural food, even if you just Google it, it'll usually, it'll tell you 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 the the estimate. Because the thing is, is like when it comes to obviously like, you know, broccoli and like all the vegetables and all the fruits, like they don't usually have, unless you buy them in a bag, a label on them. So you do like, you will have to do an extra step to find out what is the amount. So if you're Mm -hmm. tracking like an app, like my fitness pal is really easy to use and you, and it will track every day, your fiber intake versus your carbohydrate intake. And you can minus the two of them and all the stuff. Right. But we always just want to look at the quality first. Now, the thing too, this is what I really want to give you guys the caveat on when it comes to all of these like sugar-free candies, the, um, even the smart sweets. I know Amanda that you love those. No, I actually Um, stopped. I stopped eating them too, because, um, my daughter, so Madeline had she tried some one day and we were just like playing around and I was like hiding like little guy. And then she ended up, it caused her to vomit. Like it actually upset her stomach. She didn't have a lot of them, but they actually made her vomit. And so since then we actually don't even have them in the house. Like I'll have them like super rare. If I'm like, I really want candy. Like I'll buy those as like an alternative, but I don't, I don't actually eat them anymore really. Cause they just, they didn't feel good. Well, yeah. And it's, but this is where, again, it's so interesting because everybody has a different reaction. And so 
all of those like artificial sweeteners, even when it comes to like aspert, um, sucralose and stuff like that. So there's more and more studies coming out that even though they are calorie free and they have been talked about to not impact blood sugar, that they are still impacting insulin. Mm-hmm. So if weight loss is one of your goals, one of your biggest jobs is to make sure your insulin is in balance. Yeah. So if you're eating all of these sugar-free type foods and thinking you're not impacting that and you still are having an impact on that, especially if you're someone, like I said at the beginning, who's coming into this from a place where your body is not already regulated, right? You're already maybe somewhat insulin resistant or you're already eating a ton of like processed foods that your body has to like start to recalibrate basically, right? Like you're going to be way more sensitive to those foods, which is why so many people who are still very overweight are, you know, drinking diet, diet pop or, and wondering why they can't lose it. Now I'm not saying that's hundred percent diet pop has something to do with weight loss, but I'm saying if you cut that out, if you are someone who is taking in a lot of these sugar alcohols, it can have a huge impact on your weight loss. It could be the thing that's impeding you. Um, now there's more and more research coming out that is showing like, so even in those candies, there's different, like, again, there's fibers that can impact insulin. There's like those, um, because they're mixed also with carbohydrates. So it's just trying to understand that we can't like, you can't fake your way to, to health. Like this is it at the end of the day, right? Like there, mm-hmm. we all want the loopholes. We all want the things, but if weight loss too is your goal or one of your clients goals and you're seeing that they're tracking like, Oh, well, my carbs are still in line with my macros or if you're doing macros, but I'm not losing, but you're seeing, Oh, wait a second. They're having a lot of these protein bars, you know, they're having a lot of protein powders that are full of artificial sweeteners. So again, protein powders go for the plain natural version, sweeten it naturally with fruit, right. Versus doing the vanilla chocolate chip birthday cake flavors. <laughs> But just again, to test it, because it can be something that can have a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Also, the thing too, with these sugar alcohols is digestion starts in the mouth. So, um, and again, usually that's with carbohydrates, right? Carbohydrates start their digestive process in the mouth, which means that when we start eating carbohydrates, that's why even with a lot of people who have um, like binging issues. So like, I always talk a lot about how I used to be bulimic. Um, a lot of times, even if they're throwing up or purging all of their calories, they're still absorbing like half their calories because it starts as soon as it hits their mouth, right? Carbohydrates mm-hmm. do. But some of these sweet foods are triggering that same response in the mouth. So we're having these spikes, even though there's no calories there. And then they also lead to more sugar cravings. So if you're somebody who already deals with cravings, so it is something to really pay attention to, even if you're like, oh, my calculations are good check in how you feel, check in how your cravings are, check in how you're like, do you have diarrhea? Do you have gas? Do you have constipation? Um, you know, are like, am I on my way to my weight loss goals, even though I'm quote unquote following what I should be Mm -hmm. remove those foods and see how you react. And honestly, it could be a huge difference. 100%. I agree with that. And it's interesting because I think, you know, looking at looking at foods for really how they're affecting you, like what we talked about in the beginning, how it's affecting you as opposed to like, just looking at the packaging and being like, Oh, but it says that it's okay for me is a really important step. Like, it's really just about, like I said, like the sugar-free candies. Yeah. Okay. They sound great. But it's like, if you are, if you're eating those and they're making you feel bad or they're making, you know, my daughter throw up, I'm like, <laughs> let's keep those out of the home. Right. Cause those are definitely just not working for us and they're not necessary. 
Yeah. And just, and that's why too, one last tip that's good as well is, you know, to kind of keep a food and mood journal. So this is something we talk about too, in the holistic nutrition weight loss coach certification, because it's not just about the food, right? It's how the food makes you feel. So again, if the Brussels sprouts or the broccoli, you're like, yeah, I'm eating all these low glycemic, you know, high fiber vegetables. And I feel like shit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like just keeping track of what you ate that day and how you felt. So if you are still, you know, just do it as an experiment. If you are someone who's eating a lot of these foods, you know, just keep a note in a journal, just be like, okay, how did I feel? Did I feel bloated today? Did I feel bloated after lunch? Did I, you know, like whatever it is just to give you to start to bring you more in tune with how foods affect your body because what's beautiful is the more that you start to fuel yourself with the quality foods and find the ones that do work for your body you feel better than you ever have that's Mm -hmm. when weight loss becomes effortless that's when all these things start to come into play so you don't feel at the mercy of the marketers right like and that's when you start having energy like it's so interesting when you start seeing the correlation between how food affects you and how it affects your mood, your energy levels, everything. It's not even just about weight loss. When you just think about all the other pieces, like I'm Oh, I don't know if we're frozen. Oh, if I eat certain seeing how all of those foods can be affecting outside of just weight. It affects every other aspect. And when you start seeing that, you can really start making decisions, like really good educated decisions for yourself, rather than just basing it on what the package says or what your macros say. You're really basing it on yourself. And it just, it feels so much better. Like it really does. It'll just, it'll make you physically feel better, emotionally feel better, and you'll feel more empowered. And your clients will too. 100%. Okay, guys. So with that, we are done our podcast for today. Hopefully you guys learned a little bit about net carbs. You are got some homework to test out on yourself or on your clients. And don't forget to we have our holistic nutrition weight loss coach certification opening up for enrollment again shortly. So make sure you head on over to fitchicksacademy.com forward slash HWLE brochure, download our brochure, sign up for our live info sessions. Um, You can book a call. We would love to have you. We have so many amazing coaches who are now um, just transforming people the way they eat the way they move the way they think um and it's such a way they feel so we would love to have you join us so check it out fitchesacademy.com forward slash hwle brochure and we will talk to you guys next week Bye, Bye. bye Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, Join us for the upcoming fitness and nutrition expert or our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.